Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Work is going on. Yeah. That's all I do is work. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of hours yeah. to work. You and me both. So you're welcome in advance. <laughs> when this thing yeah. comes out and you enjoy it, this is why. Because I spent, yeah. I'm going to spend the next six months of my life working. You're killing yourself over this thing. Yeah, you're welcome. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Do it for you. you. For me, for you. specifically. No, for, for the collective of people listening to this. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Happy uh, early birthday. Thank you. It's my birthday now in right. New Zealand, which is now Juneteenth, which is still very oh. surreal that my That's right. uh, that my birthday has become a national holiday in the U.S., <laughs> and specifically cool. a nas- an African-American national holiday. A lot more uh, companies falling under fire for their Juneteenth merch. Oh, uh, yeah. Trying to, trying to get it out there, right? Yeah, like we talked about that ice cream. Apparently, they're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, look, man, it's a national holiday. Like, I think this is what people got to realize. This is what happens when you have a national holiday. It's got to find a way to uh, find a way to capitalize on it. I just Googled Juneteenth merchandise and one of the questions and one of the and, you know, Google will give you like suggestions on things people are asking. People also ask. First question, what should I wear to Juneteenth? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because people are gonna have they're gonna have cookouts, right? It's like Fourth of July. What I wear? Is just now going to to Juneteenth. Oh, look, they have okay. So there's an article in the New York Times, which is like the this sucks. The one time you want a listicle, you don't get it because there's an article that says the good, the bad, and the cringe of the Juneteenth gold rush, and it's like yeah, people not, trying to trying to stake their listicle. claim into the holiday, right? They're trying to stake their claim into it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Good colors, though. It's a good color combination. Why not? Yeah, of course. I mean, look, I mean, it's going to be fun, right? Like, I'm reading this. I'm, I guess. I'm, reading, I'm reading some of this of celebrations and, and traditions. And it's considered the longest running African American holiday. It's also been called America's Second Independence Day. Let's see. Early celebrations consisted of baseball, fishing, and rodeos, is how we used to celebrate Juneteenth. African Americans were often. Prohibited from using public facilities for the celebration, so were often held at churches or near water. Celebrations were also characterized by elaborately large meals and people wearing their best clothing. It was common for former enslaved people and their descendants to make a pilgrimage to Galveston, which is in Texas, as early festivals received news coverage. Uh, Janice Hume and Noah No Arkno, I believe, consider that they were consider that they were served to assimilate African-American memories within the dominant of American history. So there's picnics, rodeos, street fairs, cookouts, family reunions, park parties, historical reenactment, blues festivals, Miss Juneteenth contests, red food oh. and drinks were during celebrations, so red velvet cake and strawberry soda. Delicious. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it just kind of seems like we're just going to extend 4th of July because that's what that's what we used to do during 4th of July. Yeah. Just reunions and, and cookouts and, and hanging out. Yeah, but just now like, we're just going to start June nineteenth and ride it all the way into basically January, January fourth, fifth, sixth, which is cool. So fourth, fourth of July preview. You know, I'm looking at pictures of uh, Galveston, Texas. I didn't realize this is just a. It's like a beach town. It's like a resort town. Yeah, it's where a lot of hurricanes happen, though. Like I wouldn't live in Galveston because oh, I think total total you get, you get wrecked. Right, if it misses New Orleans, it's most likely either hitting Biloxi in the Panhandle or it's coming for you in Galveston. <laughs> so yeah, there was a time. I'd say about 20 years ago where you look at kind of this, uh, what, what is that called when you have that? Cause it's, I guess it is just an Island. Like you look at those Island like areas, like those long Island stretches that are off, that are just off the mainland. Um, 
like you look at the outer banks, right? For example, you look at something like that. And I think someone would look at that, you know, 20 years ago and say, wow, that's really great property to get there, being a beach town, all these other things. Now I look at that being like, that seems like a good place to visit, but yeah. probably yeah. not long-term. So just know <laughs> the, the most deadly hurricane, the deadliest natural disaster in U.S. history happened in Galveston in 1900. It's got a name, the 1900 Galveston okay. hurricane. Wow. Um, so yeah, so they've got lots of hurricanes there, lots of storm storm surges. Um, if I was to choose between living in Louisiana, living in New Orleans, and Galveston, I'm pretty sure I'd take New Orleans. So this sounds. This, there's a there's a place called Schlitterbahn Water Park, Galveston. Schlitterbahn. That sounds awful. Yeah, like like they have a sign and everything. It's like trying to make us make you feel like Germans are good. <laughs> So. But yeah, so there you go. So yeah, happy Juneteenth. All right. Everybody. So, so, so do, you, do you have any, plan, any plans? Any birthday plans? No. No. Okay. Um, I'll I'll plan it in three years when it's a birthday that really matters. Between well, forty, right? That's the that's the big one. That's when it's like you can't pretend that you're young anymore because <laughs> when you're forty, yeah. it's like no, you're forty. Forty years on Earth is a long time, but I got a ways to go. Got a got got about three years. So okay. Cool. Yeah, I got a little longer than that. Well. I'm off as well. I got nothing going on. Just going to be another day. Nice to uh, take it easy. Um, this is the first, this will be the first time that uh, Juneteenth is a national holiday. Joe Biden. Yeah, in the that. States. Yeah. 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 Good for him. Even though he's messing um, up the economy, but thanks, Joe Biden, <laughs> for the national yeah. holiday. Yeah. Speaking of economy, so the uh, the crypto economy seems to be collapsing the, as well. How are you feeling? Do you hold me strong? Collapse. The entire economy is collapsing. Netflix right. is down like 75% from all time highs. Yeah, but Netflix kind of, they did that to themselves. Everything is down now. So yes, cryptocurrency market is down, but so is every other market. The economy is going into a recession. This is yeah. what happens when you are. globally print money in order to stave off people into the streets for a global pandemic. Is that at some point, you got to pay that money back. And so that's what we're going to do collectively. Where they are going to raise rates, and we're going to collectively pay the money back over the last two years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the impending economic collapse is upon us. That's great. And it's taken down a bunch of cryptos with it. So, and now this is the week where they're all going to go and celebrate cryptos, which is very fun. Oh uh, yeah. Timing. That's right. Yeah. New York. A lot of the New York is about to be flooded with, with crypto, crypto bros. bros. That's right. <laughs> should be a good time. I'm very flooded excited. With flooded with them. A lot of dude bros trying to sell you their next greatest idea. Yeah, maybe that'll give us a quick, uh, quick bump up. Which point, I say you you bail for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> look, you look, you just you, you have to, as with everything that you invest in. There's two golden rules of investing: never invest more than you can afford to lose, which nobody follows. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, some people do. And two, time in the market beats timing the market. Just stay put. Go back to work. All you bros that thought you could quit, (laughs) thought you didn't have to go to work anymore because you figured out a cheat code. Well, you know, put on that uniform, press those pants, get back in the office and then just wait. Wait But if they did, but if they did quit at like 60K Bitcoin, right? Pretty good, right? A lot of those guys would have been pretty good, but they were more like, no, it's going to 100. It's like, okay. Yeah, of course. Or might not. Look, it still might, right? At least diversify. It's not over yet. Plenty of time left. You know, 
We gotta well, we gotta make sure that we can eat first, right? That's more important. We gotta make sure that there's enough wheat as Russia still yeah. has a war going on in Ukraine, right? That's where the majority of the wheat of wheat hap- comes from across the world is from Ukraine, I believe. Yeah. And gas that's... prices, right? You gotta eat Russian oil, right? We gotta get off of that. Yeah. And uh yeah, we gotta make sure that uh, you know, corporations stop looking for extreme profits so they stop tanking stocks. Yeah. What's uh what's what's the local political scene like? What's lo- what's what's happening in New Zealand locally? Ah, these so days? New Zealand. Yeah, so in New Zealand, uh there's a lot of talking about gangs and crime. Oh yeah? You got a gang um, and crime problem? There's a there's, there's a lot of gangs here. A lot of bike gangs here, a lot of motorcycle gangs. What do uh, they do? They ride around and they and they uh they terrorize. They oh. uh you know, they ride around in big cars and they got the patches and the jackets on. And uh yeah. So yeah, a lot of uh a lot of kids driving cars into into uh, stores and stuff as well. Oh like really? Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like kids are like driving through malls with their cars and like driving into driving into <laughs> driving into stores. When you say wait, when you say a lot of people, how many times has this happened? Is it's this happened like a in... lot over the last couple of months, actually. Oh, my God. Like it's a yeah. lot of kids. Acting up and drive kids as young as twelve as part of what they call ram raids here, part of these ram raids. Um, so oh, yeah, man. so there's stuff going on in New Zealand, right? A lot of times you think, oh, oh New Zealand, it's a perfect utopia. It's pretty good. It's not America, right? It's not. We're not having school shootings. But I watch this video of the CCTV shows cars yeah, yeah, racing through it. Auckland Mall. Yeah, they race through the mall, this, then they just just after this uh, ad plays for the sped. Yeah, then they drive. They drive. Oh my the god! Holy yeah. shit! And then it's who's crazy. chasing? Wait a minute. Is that no one's chasing them? That's just the oh, CCTV. That's the gang. No, there's that's like the a... kids, right? So, okay, so, again, so there's a difference, right? The difference between gangs and and the and the youths. So sometimes they cross over, but you know, news overall, we've got a bit of a crime problem happening in New Zealand that they're trying to get a they're trying to get under control. And part this of that is, is right. What do you do when you got a twelve year old who's part of a gang of kids who are driving vehicles through malls? And driving the vehicle into—I mean, it's the most bold way to like steal something, right? Just drive into the store. <laughs> well, this was one of the things that was happening in. Uh, this was ha- there. There was a trend of this happening in California, I think, when yeah. there was a bunch of these people doing these like those big raids on stores, where you just basically flood the store with a shit ton of people. So there's nothing. Yeah, you yeah. Can do it's about like it. it's like a it's like a flash mob, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like a flash like, how do you mob. Stop you just, it's, you like, it's the perfect crime. Yeah, you overwhelmed them. So yeah, like if you watch all these videos, these Ram Raid videos, like there was there was one that was fairly close to where I live, where they took a like a digger, like the uh, like the vehicle, like a like a vehicle yeah, like, to dig dirt, and sure. they just basically took it into the side of a gas station and just like ripped the fence off and went in there and stole a bunch of cigarettes. <laughs> well, cigarettes. I mean that that might as well be gold. I mean it might. Yeah, for thirty thirty dollars a pack down here, cigarettes are expensive. Super expensive. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, like um, so yeah, you'll see. There's a lot of youth youth crime is the big discussion happening. So how do we get a, how do we get a hold of youth crime? What do we do to make sure that the kids have stuff to do? Is it because they all have fentanyl? That's an American. No, problem. there's no fentanyl down here. There's a lot of meth, but no fentanyl. Because the- <laughs> fentanyl is a specific American heroin problem. <laughs> Opioid problem is fentanyl. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Did- not a lot of fentanyl down here. A lot, a lot of methamphetamine. Though. A whole lot of Did Walter they have the, uh- Okay. Do they have the Okay, so there's meth down there, yeah. Yes, but I mean, it, yeah, because a lot of New Zealand is that countryside, right? That's where the uh, that's where all that stuff happens. People get bored; they want to do drugs. Yeah, exactly, a lot of meth. Um, yeah, there, there's no, there's not a lot of cocaine down here. Not a lot of heroin, right? Like it's pretty much meth. It's meth and marijuana. So sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> so yeah, that's what's happening in New Zealand. Um, I think that's the main thing. And look, in the global economy down here as well, right? Housing prices are coming down globally. Really? I think we're all yeah, yeah globally. You know that's how much it costs to rent it. You know how much it costs yeah. to rent it. What the average price of an of a Manhattan one bedroom apartment is, or okay, average one price bedroom of apartment I, in Manhattan, right? So when I left in 2011, I was paying 14.50 for a studio on the Upper East Side. Yeah. So let's say one bedroom, what part of Manhattan? Because it does vary. You like Upper East Side or what, what are you talking here? Uh, I'm just bringing up the article so I get that. So it's median rent. Okay, average, um, right? So all of Manhattan, right? So so basically from Harlem down to Wall Street. Yeah, it literally just says okay. median. It doesn't actually okay. say. So I'm going to say one bedroom, I'm going to say it's 2500 a month. So the average, so this is from the New York Times, the median rent in Manhattan reaches $4,000 in May. Ooh. 4, the highest price ever reported by brokerage wow. Douglas Elliman. This was nearly two percent increase from April, more than twenty five percent increase from May twenty twenty one. Yeah, the average wow. rent the average yeah. rental price in Manhattan was just under five thousand dollars a day. Wow! So the wow. average is five thousand. The median rental price in Brooklyn. What do you think that's at? It's got to be close because la- I mean, last time I was in New York, Brooklyn looked like its own city. <laughs> so there's a skyline in Brooklyn. It was yeah, downtown. Weird. It's weird because you, you look over and, the water and you're like, "What yeah. city is that?" And that's Brooklyn. So I'm going to yeah, say Brooklyn city. Not, yeah, I'm going to say it's pretty close, right? I'm going to say 3,500. Close, 3,250. Yeah, it's got to be close. Jeez, yeah, Ooh. that's an 18 percent rise from the previous year. Wow. Yeah, man, I lost. Yeah. Uh, I lost the last chunk of the Badgers because <laughs> he can't uh, can't afford to live there. Well, he yeah, he was in a studio in Logan City, and he told me he was clear to tell me that it wasn't very good, and they basically jacked up his price from like two thousand dollars to three thousand dollars. Yeah, that was going to be the renewal. It's crazy, man. It how do you crazy. justify that? How do you, how does a landlord justify that? Like, what are you doing? Because cost, right? Rising what cost? cost. Rising what cost? cost for whom? For Everything's what? more expensive. Why do you need an extra thousand dollars a month? Yeah, yeah. Because it's fifty percent. Right? Shit's not going up fifty percent. Well, because if you're a business person, you've been borrowing money for the last 10 years. Because interest rates have basically been between 0 and 1% since 2008. So money has been free, right? Yeah. Borrowing money has been free until basically Thursday when they raised it another 75 points. And they're going to raise it another 75 points in a month. So, yeah, money is no longer cheap to borrow. Same thing happening here, right? People got rich. People with, and I, I'm going to say this, not disrespectfully, people with normal jobs, right? People where you're making anywhere between 40 grand and 70 grand a year, mm-hmm. right? If you bought a house in 1995 in New Zealand for 150000 that house is probably worth over a million dollars now. Wow. So what you do is, as that house keeps gaining, what you do Wait, is you take is, the we're equity. Talking, we're talking New Zealand yeah. dollars? Yeah, we're talking New Zealand dollars. So you take the equity okay. against that house, and you buy another house, and you rent that out. Mm-hmm. And then you, you wait for the value for both of those homes to get up, and you buy another one, and you rent it out. And then you buy another one, and you rent it out. And so what that means is you are leveraged up to your eyeballs, but right, it's being paid for. As long as you have tenants, and New Zealand's a country that doesn't have a lot of housing, as long as you have tenants, you're good. Because they're paying the mortgage. And it's a business at that point. And then you can write off what you get paid as business expense, right? I need this money to keep my, you know, to keep my business running. My business is how is homes. This was the retirement plan for like 95% of this country. <laughs> so you had a bunch of people who were teachers who owned 10 homes. Yeah. And that was their business. And they didn't make anywhere over, you know, between 40 and 60 grand a year. New Zealand. Yeah. And so now interest rates are going up. 
It's going to probably be seven, eight, nine percent where they'll start testing you at. And if you got a job where you're only making 40 grand a year, it's real hard to keep getting leverage against your house when they check in and go, what happens if you lose? I mean, you're, what's paying this is not your is not your job. Your actual job isn't actually paying for these homes. It's leverage. It's you borrowing money. So borrowing money is how people get rich because it allows you to use your assets and put them up as collateral and then basically keep borrowing money. Those days are coming to an end. <laughs> Yeah. Not gonna not gonna be so cheap to borrow money. So your bank account that's had like point zero 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 one percent interest, right? They give you a penny every month. Like, hey, thanks for uh, keeping your money in the bank. That'll go up. So your savings account will actually mean something now. But yeah, like that's that's well, and that's happening globally, right? It's happening in Canada. Vancouver is getting crushed by this. It's gonna start happening in the states. You know, it's gonna start happening everywhere where housing prices are gonna drop because people who've been leveraged in borrowing money are now going to have to start paying that back. Interest rates are going to go up. They're going to have to pay more money. And that is yeah. that is someone who is not in finance's explanation of this. There's probably someone listening to this who's an accountant or understands finances better than me that say, well, that's not exactly how it works. But in general, it's getting too expensive to live and to yeah. borrow money. So when that gets more expensive, people stop. You know, they stop doing stuff. They stop taking risks. Yeah. Not bad. So they buy well, bread. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of, lot of ramen noodles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta do what you and some do. people go bankrupt. Some people start gambling on cryptocurrency and get crushed. <laughs> so that happens too. Well, who would do that? Um, <laughs> speaking of money, I don't know why this just popped into my mind. Have you been following any of the stuff about the live golf stuff? I have. Yeah. I'm aware of it. It's very interesting to me. Curious to know what your thoughts about it. Cause I, I'm, I'm interested in it as well. And this is like, you know, the typical morality play comes into question as it often does when dealing with these kind of matters because Saudi Arabia, <laughs> if you're not familiar with live, uh, live golf, live golf is a, um, it's basically a Saudi run professional golf league, right? Like that's in a nutshell what it is. Yes. Do, do, do you know what live stands for? No. It's the Roman numeral 54. Okay. So it's, it's it, it, and I believe that's the score. So I'm now reading this from livegolf.com. The score of every hole on the on a par 72 course were birdied, and the number of holes to be played at live events. That sounds like someone needed to justify. Well, it's the Roman name. numeral, right? L I V. Yeah, I know. So, I got it. Yeah, I, I knew it was Roman numeral. I didn't know why they used the Roman numeral 54. But okay. there you go. Just read it straight when I typed in live 54. That's what came okay. up. Fair enough. Cool. But it's interesting because like Saudi Arabia, you know, Saudi Arabia basically owns SNK now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised by that. And so SNK is like they do uh, King of Fighters. And it's very interesting when you start getting Saudi Arabia money into yeah. um, to things like this. So where do, you, where do you stand on the whole? You want to give a brief summary on like what's going on with uh, like what the controversy is? So, so yeah, so what, I, what I'll basically explain is that Live Golf was basically started by Greg Norman, <laughs> right? So get Greg Norman, Australian, nicknamed the Shark. Didn't know that. He was a, he was a professional golfer. He was, one of the, he was actually one of the more successful and favorite professional golfers in the 80s, really, 80s and 90s. Um, so he's basically part of finding, founding this, and they've been trying to get members of the PGA Tour to join Live. right? You're starting a new golf league same as if you're starting a new nba league 
right? Let's say you're starting whatever your, your own your own basketball league, and you want to start getting people like LeBron XFL. James, you're starting right? XFL. XFL is another good example. Yeah. So like you're starting an XFL or a National Football League, that's not the NFL, right? You want to start getting people who are names, right? Even if they're old names, that's the thing, right? You just want you want someone who can bring people to your to your new venture because the PGA Tour is extremely dominant, right? Like when you think of golf, you think of PGA, you think of the Professional Golf Association, and you think of the Masters, you think of the PGA Tournament, you think of, you know, the golf courses that are attached to the PGA Tour. So Live Golf is basically kind of an alternative to this, and so they've been going after big names, and the biggest name is Phil Mickelson. Right. Now, Phil Mickelson is on the decline of his career, his career is over as far as being a dominant PGA Tour player because Phil is in his 50s, I think. If not, he's yeah. very close. I mean, that's a good Paul Giamatti game. Who's older, Paul Giamatti or Phil Mickelson? Because I think Ooh. it's close. Um, <laughs> man, uh, I'm going to say I think Phil Mickelson's older. What do you think? Phil Mickelson? Let me see Probably if I can it find it. Oh, you're going to do this, huh? Phil Mickelson is, sorry, I was not prepared. He's 52, so he is younger than Paul Giamatti. Oh, my God. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so he's younger, but 52. And again, playing golf, you can play golf for a long time. Right? But golf, I mean, yeah. Tiger Woods changed the sport of golf where, you know, the you know the, the talk of tiger-proofing courses because you had athletes now playing golf where people are driving the ball 300, 350 yards. Like big players, big drives that, you know, you can't really compete with a guy who's 20, 21 and able to drive that far when you're Phil Mickelson because you're just in your 50s. It's fine. He's been he's had a very successful career. And there's a lot of rumors about Phil Mickelson having a bunch of debts that he's a big gambler. <laughs> That's the rumors that Phil needs money. Right. So, of course, uh, when you're in your 50s and you're no longer dominant on the PGA Tour. And Greg Norman and Saudi Arabia money comes to you and says, hey, Phil, you should join our league and we're going to pay you a ton of money. Now, how much money this is, I'm not exactly sure. That's something that'd be interesting uh, to look up. I think I might have an answer because I found, yeah. holy shit. You know how much he's got? You want to guess? You want to guess? It's a lot. It's got to be $100 million, if not more. Keep, keep going. Yeah, $400 million. No, not that high. Two hundred million dollars. Okay. Still, I mean, yeah, you know, what's the, between one and four and two? Like, it's pretty. I mean, two hundred million dollars—a lot of money for I mean, a guy how who's fifties. What kind of gambles are we talking here? I mean, that's that's enough for a guy like Phil to go. You know, maybe I'll go play over here with Greg Norman. Now he's not the but only to name. Put this right? in perspective about yeah. the money. So Phil, because I'm looking at this article from the New York Post where they basically just talk shit about all these people. Um, Phil Mickelson, two hundred million dollars. That's number one. Dustin Johnson, his live deal. It, I don't even know who that is. His live deal. He's, is a, between he's a he's a really good golfer, fairly young, and's won yeah. won a bunch of PGA tournaments. So yeah. Dustin Johnson's he's getting, a big name. He's getting between one twenty five and one hundred fifty million. Yeah, Bry- Bryson DeChambeau. Yep, he's another big name. That's I believe he won the Masters. Yeah, hundred million. That's how much he's getting from Live? Sergio Garcia. He they haven't said. Yeah, he's um, another big name. A, yeah, and then Ian Poulter is getting 20 to 30 million. Like even if you're just yeah. throwing around that, like that is insane. I've just dropped like a half a billion dollars worth of contracts for like single, not necessarily single, but you know what I mean? Individual dudes. Yeah. And yeah. That, and again, that's that golf, just though, shows right? yeah. the pockets of the Saudi. Yes. It's big it's money. insane. Right. $2 billion to start a golf league pretty much just to get your, you know, just to basically compete with the PGA. 
Now, at the time, right, nothing stopped them from playing in PGA events and playing in live events, right? Like, live was like, you can still play in the PGA. But obviously, there starts to become a big conflict of interest. And so that was a news story a couple of weeks ago that the PGA had suspended all of these players from mm-hmm. playing in, in PGA tournaments. And then they sort of retracted that. So it's been this back and forth of whether or not these people who have pretty much, which you can kind of consider switch sides to play for this live tournament should be allowed to also play in PGA tournaments. Since right, you're not part of a team, really. You're, you know, right. you join the association to be a PGA member, you qualify for it, and then you play in the tournaments. Right. So a lot of people have resigned from it, right? They've just said, hey, no thanks. I'm done being a PGA tour player. I'm gonna turn in my card and I'm gonna go yep. play for Live. And other people are trying to say, well, why can't I play for both? And there's other players like Roy McIlroy who've come out and said, hey, you know, big supporter of the PGA. I don't want any part of all the issues that, you know, that come with live and Saudi money and et cetera. So it's kind of shaken up golf in a way, um, which honestly I'd say is good because without Tiger Woods, golf is boring <laughs> personally. Uh, like, Well, I mean, you know. even with Tiger Woods, golf is boring. Let's nah, it was great, I, though. When Tiger Woods still, was great, it was great. Nah, whatever. It was good. If you say so. Yeah, it was good. I won't forget that when I was when I was playing uh, when I was playing golf in high school, and and everybody these guys were talking about golf and like professionals, and they were asking me to like, oh, you see Tiger play last night? They asked me, and I was like, no, I don't watch golf. No. <laughs> but when answer. Tiger when Tiger was good in the in the late nineties, it was good. He was he was crushing people as as you yeah. can in golf, right? <laughs> Whatever that looks like, he somehow ma- managed to manifest it <laughs> of what it looks like to crush another person when playing the game of golf. Yeah, I guess. So yeah, and of course, live right. They've got all these plans of letting you know, like the things I've heard of, like hey, letting people letting them bet while they're playing the game, right? Because I mean, golf's a big betting sport casually, right? Like I would say most people that play golf, if you're a CEO of a company. Or, you know, you're, you're Michael Jordan. You're, you're betting on rounds, right? You're betting on holes. You're betting on drives. You're betting on everything. It's a big betting sport outside yeah. of the PGA, like outside of the professionals. When you're just a guy who plays golf on the weekends, half the time you're putting up 100, 200 bucks if you're just a, an everyday person, right? And just you're playing, you know, five bucks a hole, 10 bucks a hole. Um, so, yeah, like it's, you know, they're trying to change golf because the PGA is a little stuffy, right? It's not really appealing to young people. They don't have, you know, they don't have $2 billion necessarily behind them that they're willing to share to the rest of the players. So Phil Mickelson is going to make more money now by signing this deal than he ever did playing in the PGA Tour at 52. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, guess to go back to your original question, right? Like, I mean, people asking Phil hey, you know, how do you feel about the FBI declassified document that 15 of the 19 plane hijackers in nine, on 9-11 were Saudi nationals, right? Because you're now, you're now basically playing golf for Saudi Arabia. Right. And it's like, what do you do, right? Yeah, like I looked up just to make sure. Yeah, so I'm looking at freedomhouse.org uh, on Saudi Arabia and they, where they rank uh, countries, I guess, on a on a one through a hundred scale, you have 40, you get up to 40 points for political rights and 60 points for civil liberties. What do you think Saudi Arabia got out of a hundred? It's low. You want to guess? Go ahead. Yes. Seven. Wow. <laughs> one out of 40 political rights, six out of 60 civil liberties. I mean, they're killing journalists, right? They killed the, they killed uh, at least, at least one. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like, I mean, look, I mean, yeah. And they, overall, I mean, you can't, you can't be gay. Can't be gay over do, there. You can't really do anything, right? I mean, it's a very conservative country that I would argue has a lot of views that differ from the majority of the Western world, but they do have one thing that we all do agree on, which is money. Yeah. And so, and they what have do a you shit do? ton of it. Yeah. I mean, Saudi Arabia was backing the WWE, mm-hmm. right? Saudi Arabia was backing UFC to get UFC events. Saudi Arabia, I'm sure, has some play in F1, mm-hmm. right? So specifically, the global sports. I believe. I mean, I know that Qatar has the the Olympics. Or sorry, not the Olympics. The uh, the World Cup this year, and there's probably a bit of money through there that tries to get those big events to this region of the world. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard morality wise to, to sit here and say, how is this any different from the, and again, I'm saying this, not necessarily believing it when someone goes, well, the U S has done awful things, right? That whole, what about ism? What, why don't we look at the things that American has done to, you know, invading, invading Iraq and doing these things that you could argue that America had no business doing, and they spend just as much money to, you know, fuel wars, wars globally, as Saudi Arabia does. Um, but obviously, I probably feel like you probably shouldn't be taking money that comes from this type of activity. But it's, I mean, I, again, it's a hard question to answer because if someone offered you $400 million to play golf, are you going to take a human rights stance or are you going to take the money? There's plenty of things that we take the money for that we, I mean, people buy iPhones. Right? Well, that's the. Put- that's the fun part about looking at this, right? Not fun, but it's like kind of the, it, it exposes things a lot. So it, the thing about this New York post article, I think is illustrating this point, which is, yeah, you're going to take that money, I guess. But that if it was me being offered that someone who's at, whose network is well below, well below $1 billion, we're talking yes. worth within the tens of thousands of dollars here. Um, Phil Mickelson net worth pre live $400 million. Total PGA Tour winnings ninety five million dollars. Live deal two hundred million. All right, and then Dustin Johnson he's was worth fifty million dollars. Total PGA Tour winnings seventy four point two million, and then he's getting uh, one hundred twenty five to fifty million dollars. This other guy Brian DeChambeau he's net worth ten million, and he's getting a hundred million. So it's like these guys are already millionaires. This guy Sergio Garcia's net worth I don't even know who he is, and he's making like and he's he's worth seventy million dollars. Yet he took a bag. Like what? is going on like you don't need this shit well like, you on. are in a financial decision where you can take a stand hold on for a second how much money do you think the pga tour brings in who right because that's the argument right <laughs> no I, I mean who cares well the people who are pga playing... tour pga tour isn't uh <laughs> isn't like uh you know executing journalists <laughs> but this is but, but this is the general and look this is the problem across all sports right i would say nba has a very similar problem nfl has a very similar problem where i mean ufc suffers from this more than any other sport right ufc sure. makes billions of dollars and their highest paid fighter who I, i'm guessing at some point was conor mcgregor right was making a million a fight right you're making billions and the people who are putting their bodies and they are putting their expertise on the line to play your sport in your league are making 1% to 5% of the money. Even though without them, you wouldn't have a PGA Tour without Phil Mickelson, without 
um, you know, without Sergio Garcia historically, without Tiger Woods, right? So like this is what the this is the issue is regardless of you got to remove yourself from the money that the players make because to us it's all crazy, right? It's all insane amount of money. And LeBron James, shut up and dribble. You make you know twenty million a year. That's enough. Stop crying. But when the NBA is making billions, and LeBron's looking at this, going, I'm on every poster. I'm in every video game. My shoes are in every store. Every time the Cavaliers or the Lakers or the Miami Heat come to town, my my name is front and center. And I'm only getting 5%, if that. Why should I not be making 50? Without me, you don't have a sport. And it's the same thing with the PGA. It's the same thing with the UFC. It's the same thing with F1, right? You don't know who the owner of any of the F1 teams are. You know, you know that it's Mercedes or it's Ferrari, right? You don't know the owners of, you know, most people can't tell me the owners of the majority of the NBA or NFL teams. You know a few, right? You know Jerry Jones um, or, you know, NBA. You might know Jerry Buss. You might know some of these people, but it's the players. It's Michael mm-hmm. Jordan. Who owned the Chicago Bulls when Michael Jordan was playing? I don't know. I don't know. Right? right? Cuz I mean, why should you, right? But who made the majority of the money while Michael Jordan was playing for the Chicago Bulls? The Chicago Bulls. Not Michael yeah. Jordan. Sure. So Look. that that is the argument. So regardless of how much money they make, the real argument is should the PGA be giving more of the money to the players in order to stop this from happening? Is Phil Mickelson worth 200 million dollars to the to the PGA Tour? They can't, is, right? I will I'm going to counter that point. Okay. Um I'm not going to I'm not going to deny that there are people who are making a shit ton of money like execs or something that are going to be making a bunch of money that don't put as much effort into this thing as the uh as the players themselves sure but simultaneously pga does serve a purpose there's a whole bunch of there's a lot more employees in the pga that make this that prop up these people as celebrities and stars that without them would not happen. Who's doing the productions? Who's doing the promotion? Who's doing these things that making them worth that money? That is a side of it that's often not not thought about, but it's a big part of it. It's huge. It so is, but it's one yeah. person. It, how many how many employees people how many people work for the for the PGA? Now, I'm not saying that these guys at the top shouldn't get like a you know, why are they getting the multi-million dollar bonuses on top of their multi-million dollar year salaries when, you know, it's not them, but you know, it, it kind of goes down to more. What's the rest of the organization making? Uh, sure. Look, look. It takes money to run the rest of the organization. Like, fair enough. But again, without, I would argue, and look, th- this is what we're going to find out. This is what we're going to start finding out, right? Does it matter if Liv can actually pay the people more 500, money? Only five hundred employees in the PGA Tour. I guess it's, it's not right. a giant organization. I mean, but, 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 but you're not. But your points, your points there, though, right? Like, but the, but, but remember, they get paid. For for putting ESPN pays for those rights to put PGA tournaments on ESPN. They don't pay ESPN. ESPN, Fox, NBC, Di- or Disney, right? All of these companies pay these organizations in order to get the rights deals to to put the sports on. And look, the the the, the thing that the the one sport that specifically or the one organization is the NCAA, right? Where this has been talked about for years, where yeah college players for a long time got paid nothing you got paid with education right mm-hmm. getting paid with school when you got kids and quite frankly you've got young poor minorities often african-american who are making the university of alabama and making nick saban 40 million a year 
mm-hmm. and making the University of Alabama billions of dollars a year in order to prop up their school by putting these kids on the field. And what do these kids get paid? A free education. Now they just yep. changed that, right? right? I believe that they just lost that lawsuit where now I forget what it's called, but now yeah. the kids can go on Instagram, right? They can they can sign deals with with universities and things or with um with car dealerships and all those things to basically using their images and likeness can make money off of them being NCAA stars. There's there's women who are volleyball players or lacrosse players or hockey players, right? If you're the big name on your campus, you can try to make money off of your image and likeness to treat yourself as a business. And that will dictate where some kids go to school and where some kids don't go to school. But the fact that, I mean, that's been that way for the last hundred years where they were getting paid nothing. And these kids would risk serious injury, right? Playing football is no joke, right? You tear your ACL because you're playing for the University of Alabama. You might miss your earnings opportunity to go play in the NFL because you're playing for a college university and getting a free education that you don't really care about. And the school runs you into the ground and they don't pay anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this argument is about do athletes make enough money accordance to what the organizations and the people who put their body in their in their likeness out there are? And does that need to be rectified when someone like Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods earnings are not from the PGA Tour. It's through BMW exactly, and Tiger and all those things, right? But the, well, but that's that, him going out there himself, getting sponsorship deals and things. Versus, should the PGA be pay, paying Tiger Woods more money? I'd argue yes. He's earned it. Yeah, but it, it, they're tournaments. Like it's a tournament thing. PGA is a tournament organization. You're only going to make money as you win at the top. Like that's the whole point. So yeah, ta- as your as your celebrity, you're gonna make Woods money from the been, other stuff. But, but who cares? Making money and take, not winning, your, right? He's not been. Take winning. your contract. These guys are taking their contracts from from Nike. Cool. Take your money from from Nike. Take your money. That's the thing. That well, that's the other thing, right? Because you can't have like a zero, a zero. What what is the word I'm thinking of here? I've heard it said a bunch of times. Um, but like you can't be you can't be purely socially responsible. It's impossible today. Like it's literally impossible. You can't even anybody who uses a phone, you're already taking advantage of somebody who's who you're there's already somebody being taken advantage of down the down the chain, down the rabbit hole. Right. Even, um, you know, someone's getting screwed over when you're making a deal with Nike or it's it's impossible. Like to, it's impossible. It's impossible but, to be 100 percent ethical is, in everything exactly. that you buy or that you do. It's just impossible. But these are these it. are guys who actually like have the. Like this is one of the things where I'm like, why, why do this? Why do you need to, do you, you want to do this for $200 million? Cool. Go work, yeah, Phil. Pretty like, much. These guys can't make stars of their own. He's made more money just by joining this tournament than he ever did playing for 20 years in the PGA Tour. Well, then he should have been better. But, but he, w- he would have never, Tiger Woods, <laughs> you know how much money? Well, he made, he you, made more money. Much, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, I was going to say, do you know how much money Tiger Woods has made in his career as far as career earnings on the PGA Tour? Do you Phil, know how much money? Tiger Woods is number one. Phil's number two. Yeah, but Phil Mickelson has made, yeah, he only made 95 only, $95 million from PGA Tour winnings. But he, he his net worth was still $400 million because that's, of all the partnership deals he made. Phil, but that's Phil being a, that's him doing the marketing, him being a star, him winning tournaments. That's that's not the PGA Tour that's giving him that money. I know that's not them giving the money, but I'm just saying the guy has, that's why the PGA Tour doesn't give you the full, um, you know, the that's full story. That's not why they don't give you, no, because how much money do you think Tiger Woods has made on the PGA Tour just from touring? Take out all the other stuff that he's done himself. 
Oh man, probably I don't know. If Phil made ninety five, Tiger Woods probably made like I don't know two hundred fifty million. <laughs> Not even close. One hundred twenty million. Okay. On the PGA cool. Tour, do you think Tiger Woods is worth more than one hundred twenty million to the PGA Tour? Uh, He's worth ten times that. He has to be. LeBron James yes. is worth 10 times what he's been paid in the NBA. LeBron James has been underpaid for the last 20 years being an NBA player. He's been underpaid with how much money and how much but advertising where? dollars and how much international eyes have been put on the NBA because of LeBron James. He's worth 10 times more than he's being paid by the National Basketball Association. It's not even close. So... The PGA Tour took in, so in 2019, this is what it says. Uh, there's like a story about this, how it's like talking about execs collect millions, criticize quite, oh, I guess they also do that nonprofit thing. But so does the NFL. NFL does that shit too. I'm not saying these organizations are good. But no, but, not, and, but they're and, not and, and Saudi and Arabia. My, and that's the question. Yeah. And look, I guess my here. point is, right, like Roger Goodell, who is the commissioner of the NFL, right? He's paid by the owners. Yeah. How much money? And again, he he's he does not get on the field, no. right? He doesn't spend. He doesn't get on the ground for for w- one snap of playing NFL football, right? He's he wears a suit, right? And he works on behalf of the owners, mm-hmm. right? So he doesn't work for for the fans. The owners hire Roger Goodell. How much money do you think he makes a year? Oh, he makes like he probably makes about like. Well over a hundred million dollars, like not that much, but he makes sixty. He's made one hundred twenty-eight million over the last two years, and not played a single down of football. He probably gets bonuses on top of that. Do, do, do you know who who the who the highest paid NFL player is? Right, it's got to be like Tom Brady, right? Let's just say Tom Brady, who's won all of these, who's won a million Super Bowls. Yeah, and you know his salary. Do you know how much Tom Brady is going to make this year just from salary? Just like uh, for like ten million. Ten million. I right? right? Did I? Yes. Yeah. You, you hit that on ten million dollars. Wow. How about that? Right. Ten yeah. million dollars for playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. Yep. That's his. That's how much he's going to get signing. I think the his overall with the his bones. overall deal is like forty, fifty million, and he gets bonuses as well. Who's more valuable to the game of the NFL? Roger Goodell, a person that most people have no idea who what he looks like, or Tom Brady? Tom Brady is underpaid. They all are. All of the athletes are underpaid compared to what the money is being brought in. And that this is what we're going to keep seeing in sports. And as people offer up more sports league and try to give more ownership to the players, right? This is a player empowerment thing. Players want to earn more money. Players see themselves as businesses. The players aren't some guy that's a janitor in the offseason, right? It's not some guy who's like, I'm a plumber, you know, from in the summer. But in the but in the winter, right? I go put on my basketball shoes and I go dribble for the Celtics, <laughs> right? Like it's not 1950 anymore, where these people spend all of their time being an NBA star. That is their job. That is their full time living. Everything yeah. they do, whether it's training or sports endorsements or whatever businesses, it's all attached to what they do on the court or on the field. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that's what's going to happen. These leagues are going to keep losing people as you have. Saudi Arabian money or Chinese money or Russian money who's going to try to get because this is how this is how soccer works right this is how uh, this is how Premier League football works some big giant oligarch comes in and gives a billion dollars to go run Chelsea United 
or Chelsea. I don't know if Chelsea United is a is the actual name of the team. Sorry, I don't know. I think, I think you just combined Manchester, Chester United, United, or Chelsea, Chelsea, whatever Chelsea's football club name is. <laughs> yeah, right. It's owned. It, it's owned by that by um, that Russian oligarch that they were trying to run out when the oh, war really? started. Yeah, yeah. But oh, okay. right, like. That's, that's the that's thing is what, what I is. mean. Like you can't have zero, but yeah, exactly. Like you can't have you can't zero. Have zero blood on your hands. But for this lack is of a so explicit. This. this is so explicit from these guys. They are taking, they're taking the money. Like you could compare this to. I'm just going to bring this over to games for a second, right? Just to go back to the the Saudi Arabia thing because that's the ultimate question again, which is the morality play. So read it from uh, Nintendo Life because this happened last week where Saudi Saudi Arabia's public investment fund acquires $1 billion stake in Embracer Group. Um, so following a series of video game company acquisitions made by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund recently, the state-run wealth fund now has spent $1.05 billion purchased an 8.1% stake in Embracer Group. That stake will make the PIF Savvy Gaming Group the second largest shareholder in Embracer, according to Bloomberg. This follows recent investments by the PIF and its subsidiaries in gaming companies such as Capcom, which it has now 5%, SNK, that's what I was saying before, it says 96%, and Nintendo, 5%. So to give you a sense of how much money these guys throw around, this is only things that I know about personally, because there's probably a whole bunch of other shit as well. But so for, let's see here. So where the hell does it show? It says $1 billion into... Oh my god, this, that goes into Nexon as well. Like these guys are putting all their money. But when you have a public, publicly traded company like this, you can't really do anything about it. That's just part of that's just part of how it goes. You know, like yeah. the, you expose yourself to those takeovers. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't you can't put something out there in the companies can't say, oh no, we're not going to take the money. It's like no, you kind of have to. That's how. Uh, that's how publicly traded companies work. That's why like the whole Elon Musk thing with Twitter happened. Well, it like, works fine. that publicly way as well. Companies, so I can do it. Right? Because yeah. historically, over the last 10 years, the number one goal of Wall Street and for publicly traded companies is to make shareholders money. So when you mm-hmm. get an opportunity to make more money and you say no because of morality, stock's going to tank. Right? Because shareholders are going, what do you mean you turned down an opportunity to make me more money? And it's kind of part of the reason we're in the we're, we're where we are now right it's been profit over profit over profit over profit and sometimes we're like for complete disregard for smart business decisions or ethical decisions right we've thrown a lot of that out of the window in the name of profit mm-hmm. and so like you said they don't really have a choice right you run a publicly traded company and you basically go well what's this going to do to our shareholders and they say well if you don't take this the shareholders can vote you out yeah they can say, hey, we want to get rid of you. You're publicly traded. You belong to the collective of us. And you're not making the best sound financial decisions that allow for me, the investor, to make more money. So get out. <laughs> and then what this does, though, in that kind of situation, when you have somebody like Saudi Arabia or some other government that's investing in a in an entertainment company, like those values then have to be represented by the products themselves. So if Saudi Arabia takes over a company and they have some, you know, they might be knee deep in a title that features a a gay character, they might be like, yeah, we're not doing that. You got to, you got to change that. Or China, like when they're, when they're involved in doing projects, like you can't have time travel in Chinese entertainment. You can't have ghost. Right. Right. So another big one. Um, that's, that's like a thing because I guess time travel is a new one. Cause I guess if there's time travel, then that exposes the, 
the the potential that oh maybe there is a way to go back and and overthrow the government before it gets too powerful <laughs> yeah i mean but again that's right you're beholden to the people who are paying you money and yeah. look this is some of the you know it's what happens when capitalism becomes a global ideal where you know china's been making a lot of money russia's been making a lot of money saudi arabia's been making a lot of money and in their russia country, been making a lot of a, money they have different they, they were before they decided yeah, to that's true. kind of implode. Oil. That's the but same then, way that right? Saudi But then, like, was. we don't, you know, making money doesn't fit to any one ideal, right? Like, mm-hmm. the American way of money, making money isn't, isn't technically, you know, from a very technical standpoint, isn't any more or less correct as the Chinese way of making money. It's different. And our moralities might go, hey, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't prosecute the Uyghurs. Because, you know, whatever, because somewhere down the line, you know, ethical or ethnic genocide actually allows for you to make more money. Right. Like Mm -hmm. in the States, we I mean, we had our own ethical problem. Talk about Juneteenth. I mean, hell, back of the United States built on slavery. Yeah. Wouldn't have any of that stuff if it wasn't for slaves building it. And that's as that's as unethical as you get as far as building companies and building, you know, building massive wealth over the last 200 years. So, like, that's where it gets hard, and that's why I personally will say I don't, like, yeah, I think it's a personal choice, but I'm not expecting Phil Mickelson to answer for Saudi Arabia's wrongs the same way that I'm not expecting for LeBron James to answer for China's wrong when they pay NBA players, and I'm not expecting for Player X to explain America's wrongs when they go to China about, hey, you play for the NBA. Are you aware of America does all these awful things? Like, that's not the responsibility of the athlete. The athlete's job is to entertain me and to be compensated for that entertainment. That's all I want out of them. Play your sport. Show me the best in the world. I don't need you to get up here and preach to me as well about why why I should or shouldn't watch one league or the other. I want to watch the best. So if Liv has the best golfers, I'm going to watch Liv as a consumer. Yeah, that's sad. I mean, it's true, right? Yeah. That's how it works. Try to, again, you got to separate the art from the artist. And I know that's getting hard, but it makes it, and again, like, again, it's, a, it's my own shortcoming of going, well, it makes it easy because if I have to look into every single product or company or thing that I do, it'd be exhausting, right? You're going to realize the world's an awful, horrific place. And there are people who get raped and maimed and killed all in the name of making profit. And I can't live my life in a bubble or under the table by going, I can't even buy paper towel because there's probably tearing down the amazon rainforest and killing indigenous people in the process in brazil so you got to draw a line somewhere and i would say sports is one of them but right now i'm not going to watch live because live's got phil mix i don't watch phil mix and play golf (laughs) so i want to watch the pga tour right i want to watch the masters I don't watch yeah. the PGA Championship. I care about the tournament. Now, if Liv gets a crazy tournament, that's awesome. Has a great golf course, televises well on TV, and they get some big names to play in the tournament, I might watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my stance. <laughs> well, it's, it sucks. It's hard, but it's it's you know it it yeah. does make it easy. And I think, unfortunately, the people who rack themselves over every single moral decision, they tend to not be as happy. Because the world sucks. <laughs> well, it does. It's awful. There's terrible people doing terrible things. Well, I'm personally boycotting Liv. Now, granted, I'm go. also personally boycotting PGA because I don't watch either of those things. And there I don't give a shit about You finally took a stand that was correct versus all the other stands you've taken on this podcast that have been oh so wrong. 
what do you mean? Just boycotting the, the bad people? Because normally you're on the opposite side where we're not supposed to cancel people. Like the uh, the things that you like. Oh no, this is different. To... I'm not I'm not canceling people. I'm <laughs> I'm canceling I'm canceling a uh, a country. Because what was the what was the what was the what was the the store? Was it an ice oh, cream store? Ice cream no, no, shop? the matcha. The there we matcha. go. Yeah, it was the matcha place, and the guy got on social media and popped off at the mouth, and they started canceling him. And you were like, "What do you mean? You can't cancel the thing I love." That's right. Can't cancel a guy because he has an how opinion. it works, man. We all work on our own self interest. Got an opinion, man. It's all good. So anyway, enough of that shit. Let's go to media therapy, shall we? We'll keep it a short yes. one. Yeah. What do you got? Anything? It's been. I a watched weeks. the last episode of Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, well, the, so the penultimate episode because the last episode is going to air Wednesday. Okay, so I watched the latest episode. That's right of Obi Wan. And I must say, Vader's still awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That thing that he does at the end of the episode is crazy. Oh, he's still awesome. He's that still is like, awesome. They like find it's... ways. I, you got to give credit where credit is due. This guy, like Vader in the original trilogy was just kind of this brooding dude. <laughs> yes. And then he James gets to Earl sh- Jones. <laughs> he, he basically, he fights and kills an old man. And he kind of loses in a dogfight at the uh, at the end of the first movie. In the second one, he kind of organizes a bunch of people to capture on Solo and do all that stuff. And then in the third one, he gets the shit kicked out of him by Luke. So that's that's his arc. I mean, I oversimplified it, but he doesn't really a do anything bit, yeah. badass. He's no. just kind of this imposing, mysterious figure. And then like in all this stuff that follows, <laughs> he's, he's they're just up, he's, they're like kind yeah. of fleshing out why this dude is so terrifying. And they're doing a great job of it. They are like from that hallway sequence at the yes. end of Rogue One. That was the first time where you're like, oh damn. Yeah. And it's like it's this. I mean, that is that's one of the best Star Wars scenes. Oh, it's incredible. I think ever, to be honest with you. Like, oh, Rogue, that whole movie is Rogue one of the best one Star is, Wars is movies. Such an underrated movie, given all the other Star Wars crap they put out. Right? It's like it's very underrated. That movie is great. It's it great. is. It's really good. And that scene when he gets onto that ship. Yeah. And how like the fear that they show on people's faces when like it's <laughs> it's super cool. And you're just like, oh, Darth Vader is a monster and he's terrifying. Versus mm-hmm. he's James Earl Jones with this big old helmet on. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> so yeah, absurd, like I absurdly huge cape. <laughs> I'm I'm enjoying that it seems that people making content for Star Wars seem to really be leaning into what if we made Darth Vader like Jason? <laughs> what if yeah. he made him like the most terrifying force in the galaxy of this world? And it's super cool. And they did it in, in this episode of Obi Wan, and it was fun to watch then as well. Yeah, it was great. And just like so unexpected, it's so sudden. You're like, oh, oh shit! You just yeah, did like this the thing. Whole lightsaber, not to spoil it, but there's a whole lightsaber fight, and you're just like, yes, yeah, dude's un- like he he's terrifyingly unstoppable, and it's super oh. cool watching it. Him just dismantle somebody with yeah. basically using his hands. Oh, it's yeah. kind of like I'm gonna fight you with my pinky. <laughs> yeah, and it's great. It's awesome. I'm watching yeah. this hallway scene again every time this comes up, and you're watching these dudes so get stuck, and he's banging on the glass. And it's just Vader. You just hear the breathing, yeah. Because it's always the it's always the that's terrifying. And it's great. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Pretty, it's it's awesome. And then I, I was just thinking more like when he grabs that chip. I was like, oh shit. Yes, it's on. Yeah. 
It's yeah, on. It's he's going to do some it's, shit. It's great. I mean, I'm watching yeah. the, the hallway scene. is great. I mean, he's terrifying. Like, he's walking through here just no. like flinging this lightsaber around and this guy's banging on the glass and he's just using his fingers and choking people out it's awesome and they need to have vader and more stuff um oh, because if what they do you keep mean doing more this, stuff he's in everything he is in everything but <laughs> again more, more less stuff? less less luke skywalker and more <laughs> angsty anakin being a terrible person oh my god you can't <laughs> killing you can't, kids you can't have a killing kid you can't have more vader than what you get because he shows up in everything everything <laughs> i mean it, it's the skywalker problem but i think i i think i can excuse the vader problem because you're it's, okay it's always, you're okay with this skywalker problem because it's it's always cool all right like luke Fair skywalker enough. is not always cool right yeah he, he doesn't have a cool mask he's not terrifying it's just mark hamill <laughs> yeah and darth vader is darth vader right it could be anybody and he's going to historically be terrifying where at some point you know like i mean they and they try to do this with darth maul right they've tried to do this with uh, adam driver it's just not as terrifying they've not made a villain as terrifying as darth vader in star wars yeah well so yeah i enjoyed it as you can tell yeah that's great. I think Obi Wan is uh, it's it's slowly. The first episode was a little slow. Oh yeah, but uh, I think it's slowly brutal. becoming my favorite part of uh, this new Star Wars content so far. Oh. It's the Mandalorian's cool, but you know I'm feeling like I'm liking Obi Wan so far. Let's see how they end it. Right on. Have you watched any Miss Marvel? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, no. 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 I haven't. No. Um. Although it, it is the first. It's the first. Uh, because she's Egyptian, right? I believe. No, Pakistani. Pakistani. Okay, sorry. Um, she's Pakistani the first... Muslim, so it's like the first yeah, Muslim. Yeah, it's like, yeah, and that's a cool. big part of the show. Yeah, which is awesome. I think it's great, right? Like, I yep. think more oh, diversity cool. is Absolutely. always awesome in, in the Marvel universe because who cares? They're all superheroes, right? Superheroes should be a little bit everybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was good. I, the first episode was like pretty cool. It was almost like Scott Pilgrim esque in its presentation and how they leaned so hard into all this very cool uh, editing shots and and effects when communicating things like text messages and feelings around the people. And then the second episode, I said, Oh, they put all of the budget into the first episode. Yeah, of course. <laughs> to do all that yeah. stuff. Cause it got so lazy where not lazy, but more like, Oh, we can't put all those graphics like in the world. Like there is a very cool sequence in the first episode where she's like walking through this building, having a text conversation. Cause it's really like a high school drama. Like that is purely what the show is so far. Yeah. And she's walking through this building and having a texting text conversation with a friend, but all of the communications are shown on various signs on the building. That's like lighting up and illuminating, like showing the reflections. So you're able to follow the conversation. It's all in the world while she's walking through this building, going up to the roof and like seeing all these things happen around it. And it was really cool, really well done. And that happens a lot. Things like that happen a lot in the first episode. And then the second episode that doesn't happen at all, maybe once, mm-hmm. but there is a sequence where they are like showing like, oh, this is these different crews of this, of this fair. And it's just the title graphics like on, on the screen instead of being built into the environment. Like if you put that same budget into the second episode, then you would have, I feel like they would have been way more creative with that sequence. But that aside, it's very cool. I'm I'm enjoying it, and it's very different. Yeah, I just I, it's funny because I actually think Marvel and Disney in general, I think less is more. And I would say that mm-hmm. I mean I know that this is probably the I think this is actually the lowest watched 
Marvel Disney Plus content out so yeah. far. I believe but, it. But it's the best reviewed, right? Like, I think what you said for about the first episode, a lot of people are like, this is really awesome. And not a lot of people are watching it. And I do believe that there's fatigue and that less is going to be more for Marvel, I think. Um, because it's great, right, that you're getting TV series, but it's a lot. I mean, think about the last two years of content for Marvel. It's been a lot of stuff. It's been yep. Moon Knight. It's been, um, what is it? What's her name? Elizabeth Olsen doing stuff. It's been Loki. Yeah, it's but that's this. this makes been, sense. There's just why... a lot of con- there's just a lot of stuff, right? I this this has everything going against it. And and hear me out because I think that all of these other shows were based around more notorious characters. Either it yes, was characters that, that we've seen yeah. in the movies or actors that we know. Like Moon Knight's intriguing. It also had uh, Oscar Isaac, and you know it really fits within the various canon of other marvel movies you're like cool i know what i'm gonna get right it's like a superhero it's a dude whatever and then this one it's like it's a high school drama here's an unknown actress she looks like she's wearing uh, a party city costume but that's also part of the story itself so it makes sense and it's just there's nothing there that would appeal to somebody that says oh i need to see this this is appointment viewing unless you're just all in on this stuff and you're like well i'm just watching another episode of the marvel story which is yeah, kind of exactly. how i look at all of this stuff where it's like oh i'm just watching the overall st-. it's like a it's a big ass soap opera like that's what it is that's why i'm watching the movies that's why i watch the shows whatever and i and i like it they're entertaining so and i like that this is new and different and i think they need to keep doing things like this with the shows same thing they did with wandavision and how they you know when they try to do something different i think that's when they're at their best and this is uh, this is pretty cool because I wouldn't expect to see something like this in a movie. Hmm. Just be kind of weird that you you know. I, but they are taking more risks there as well, I suppose. I guess we'll find yeah. out. You but, brought up a funny thing though. If Marvel actually released a soap opera, do you think people would watch it? So like, I'm talking General Hospital, <laughs> Days of Our Lives comes on Monday through Friday for 30 minutes. Comes yeah. on every day, or at least oh. to, let's say let's say comes on every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for an hour, whatever, whatever your time. But like constant, nonstop content where it's like we're gonna plan for the next thirty years of content the same way that General Hospital does, where people die, there's twins, they come back, they leave. We keep bringing new people in. Would you watch this if they basically made a Marvel soap opera? People. <sighs> I wouldn't. That's where I'd tap out. Well, uh, would you watch some of it, though, right? Like, I mean, that happens with Days of Our Lives, right? Where some maybe. people, you know, they cut in and out. Hey, I didn't watch the last year, but I watched this year because so-and-so is going to be on it. Or like Doctor Who, right? Doctor Who's been on forever. Yeah. Like, if they that had a be... long-running content series just called Marvel, and they just bring in random people into this thing, <laughs> would you watch it? No, would it have... What give me give me a description of the production values? Are we talking Days of Our Lives, General Hospital yeah, production I mean, values? Yeah, soap opera. Yeah, it's soap opera production. Soft, like, soft cameras. Yeah, so. like it's gonna look like a soap, but there's gonna be superheroes in it. Yeah. So, like, here, how about this for production value? You, me- you remember that show, Heroes? Yeah. Okay. Sure. That production value, like today. That's, that's still pretty right? wild to see that thing on a on a day to day basis. This sounds like an incredible task. I would see it. I would watch it at the beginning out of curiosity. I think everybody would watch it out of curiosity from the beginning. Just be like, whoa, are they really going to do this? And because if you think about it, right, when everybody watching this shit, like in 30 years time, when you have a substate, when you're older 
retired generation are people that have basically watched all of this shit and they're all in on it and they are home at, you know, two in the afternoon. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. And go to sleep at seven. Like this and every is, day, every yeah. Monday through Friday at two thirty, it's the next and, and look, how how about this? How about we place it in you place it in like one of the cities or something, right? And you just go, we're just gonna basically No, it would have to be all the cities, and then you literally spend a minute in every city. <laughs> That's how what, these what, work. What, what, no, how, many are soap, you, are you, how many soap operas have you watched? I need to be well, honest. Well, no, that's my point. It's one city. Like General Hospital takes place in one hospital. Yeah, but they bounce around right. all over the place with different kind threads, of, but and different communication, do, and it's like, don't. and then you, and then you're in the of, docks, and then you're in the hospital. I've I've watched yeah, General Hospital go, about they don't one. Go that far, it's normally one town. They don't bounce around every city. It's normally a town. No, but or they a bar, have they have a specific like fifty characters. Yeah, but all in one location. Sorta, but when you're dealing with superheroes, you got to jump around. Like you got to have an excuse but to. You, but you don't though. Just place it in one city. And go through all the superheroes and let superheroes come into the city. Have big, you know, the the season ending version of there's a big attack and it happens over 30 episodes. It's always in the same city or are you saying different seasons of different cities? No, I mean, you can try to, I would always try to have it in the same city. The same, and I'm, look, I'm thinking of this of like Coronation Street, right? Do you know what Coronation Street is? No. What's that? It's a long, and I think it's the longest running soap. It might be the longest running soap other than General Hospital. Yeah, General Hospital's got to be the longest. Right? It takes place in the UK. And New Zealand has its own Shortland Street. And like every country has its own soap, right? The telenovelas, right? They have their own version right. of this. Every country has its own version of this. And what would just happen if you made it based off of Marvel superheroes and you just have it take place in New York, right? There's enough superheroes in New York. Just have it take place in New York. Sure. Start with Spider-Man as a kid. <laughs> right? <laughs> And so just every day, it's just the, the goings-on of Spider-Man. And it's like, you know, he uses power once a month. But it's a soap. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, right? I love that idea. He just uses <laughs> powers once. I would love to see this. I want right? to see them I, do this. I think it would be awesome. Just I, for a you know year. What? I think it would be a hit. I think it would take a while, and people would be a little bored. But I think it's kind of like watching One Piece or Dragon Ball Z, where it's just like there's a thousand episodes in a season. I would just and like just, to see the filler you know, episodes. Goku's building that spirit bomb for it has to be a month. <laughs> but I want it to be high drama as well. Like I wanted to have absolutely that, those like affairs. stares into the cameras. Those yeah, you gotta have affairs. You gotta have a couple of murders. Yeah, right. A couple yeah. of whodunits. Right. You gotta have a couple of twins. Right. I mean, so if you one just twin make goes it, away. Honestly, and... if you just made it the Spider Man, the Spider Man one, and you made it soap. like college, yeah. and then you could just have a whole bunch of filler between like his uh, a triangle between him and Felicia, and you know, it was the black cat, and uh, you know, Mary Jane, and then bam, all of a sudden, you got you got a month of content right there. Yeah, and then you bring Gwen Stacy in at some point, and Uncle then ben you have dying. But oh, when Uncle Ben when Uncle Ben gets stabbed, he's in the hospital. Yes, absolutely. He's in the hospital for, like, for a month. But yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like they just talk about Uncle Ben. It's like the Uncle Ben, you know, the un- Uncle Ben, uh, what is it, storyline, right? Because yeah. there's storylines. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. we got the Aunt yeah, May yeah. storyline. Oh, yeah. we got the Green Goblin storyline. Then the Hobgoblin storyline. Then the ho- and you just drag it out. You drag yeah. it out for years. See, Spider-Man thing works. If you, I think if you yeah. just narrowed it down to a single character like that, because Spider-Man 1 would work, because then you actually bring in the characters, and you could have like a month of dr octavius while he's just a dude and then it's just a doctor or it could be longer than that it could just be him you know interacting with somebody else and then you know you're building out why he becomes uh the villain after like two years of the show 
Right. And then you Otherwise, along the way, he's cool. Wife, he's, right. And then there's yeah, that trauma where his wife's having an affair, but he doesn't know it yet. And then there's like all these clues and hints. And oh yeah, soft camera. Right. Like twenty eight. Yeah. You know, twenty one minutes a day for months. A lot, lot of pregnant pauses. Lot of lot of pauses. Yeah. Lots of staring off into the sky. <laughs> lots of kids getting in trouble with the police. People go people right? dying and coming back to life, which is already happening. So they, yes. they already got that. Yep. That's yeah, so, and then look, everyone then you bring Iron Man in, right? Iron Man is in for like two weeks. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. oh man, the Iron Man storyline's about to start, right? And like they you you hype it up. I think they would make a killing if they made a daily soap out of Marvel. I really think they would. It's probably only a matter of time. Yeah. And it can't be animated. It has to be live action. And it no, has no, to be real. Really, These, we need yeah. real people. No, no, no. Yeah. We need real people. Yeah. And then you, you might need to even swap out a Spider-Man and just pretend like it never happened. <laughs> oh, you definitely have to do that. No, first he has to go away. Oh, multiverse stuff, right? You just bring another well, no, one No, what's going to happen? Yeah, you you cycle out Spider-Man. You go to Gwen Stacy and then another, and then Peter Parker comes back as a completely different person with a mustache. Yes. And you're like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you keep doing this and then eventually you go off to another, right? You just bring in another superhero. Like, I think you could totally do this. And look, bring in the Avengers for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because you, you could transition. You could cycle it yeah. out. Yeah, it's like, okay, Spider-Man's gone, and then, you know, but now we're going to go all in on Venom. <laughs> yeah, and then it becomes like fan favorites, right? Of like, you know, everyone loves this person, so we're going to lean the story toward this person. I think, well, I'm surprised they have, someone has had to bring this up in a Marvel room, and, and everyone's like, this is a terrible idea. It sounds awesome, but it's terrible. It'd be more like a comic book, right? Because oh, yeah. comic book story arcs go on forever. Oh, yeah. And for years. They've had, I mean, Spider-Man's been around since the 70s, right? At mm-hmm. least. Maybe even before that. So, like, they do it in comics. Right. You could totally do this with with these characters. And uh, you said it's like a soap opera. Let's actually make it a soap opera. Yeah, I'm on board. Uh, 62. 1962. Yeah. That's so, when, I mean. That's when Spider-Man first appeared. Yeah. Well, anything else you watch? No, that's it. <laughs> Playing anything? No? No time? Nope. Nope. That's it. No time. I haven't watched anything. Wait, I feel like I've seen a movie. No, I didn't. Last thing I saw was Top Gun, but I am going to see Lightyear. No, you didn't. I'm about to say you didn't watch Lightyear. Uh, I'm going to see it tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Tell me how it is. I've heard good things. I've seen. I've seen mixed reviews, surprisingly. And uh, yeah, so that's happening. But obviously, that's tomorrow. A little tired of Pixar. Like they're just like "Mm, it's the same thing, but it hurts. It it's that type of talk. All right. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I'm all about like give me socks. The talking cat, talking cat robot thing. Anyway, yeah. Like if I quickly read, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Lightyear is is nearly the Pixar Nader that is Cars two, just with a spiffier paint job. That's all I need. This could have Less. been a clever short film about the character, but instead stretched out to feature length, and it's barely even a character. I am I'm confused also... by the fact that Lightyear is billed as a movie from a fictional universe of another movie, even though what is actually playing out on the screen is formulaic to the point of dullness. So yeah, people are just like, mm, Pixar, do something different. But when they do yeah. something different, you don't watch it. So, so. Audience audience like it, though. Of course. So I always like going to cinema score because I most recently I've looked this up for uh, Jurassic Park. The new Jurassic World movie, sorry, Jurassic World Dominion. That's got awful reviews. It's got terrible reviews, but the cinema score is an A minus. People love it. People love it. It's fun. I'm curious to know what the what the Lightyear one is. So that that's the thing, man. Like, it's hard to tell. Critics hard. Whatever. Sometimes the critics get it wrong. Like Speed Racer. I mean, Jurassic Jurassic Dominion, Jurassic World Dominion, whatever this thing's called. (laughs) 
Oh my god. A minus cinema score for uh for pick for uh yeah. Lightyear as well. Yeah, like this Jurassic like World like Dominion movie, you get T Rex as a chicken, <laughs> right? That's enough <laughs> to get me in there. Oh my god. Right? I heard the story, like the actual plot about Jurassic World Dominion. I gotta see this thing. I might see this as well before the next before. Because they're talk in the next. city, right? They're like in Italy they're running in, around tearing yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're well, they're in Malta. Yeah. Uh, and okay. like yeah. yeah, and they got all the cast together. I trust me. You should see this thing as well. Like when you hear what the actual premise is and what they're Jeff doing Goldblum's in this movie, black, it sounds right? it sounds crazy. Like the whole yeah. thing sounds crazy, and I got to see it to believe it. And I see dinosaurs on a movie. So you got to see it if you're going to watch this movie. It's either in theaters or you're not watching it. Like, what's the point yeah. at that yeah. point? They're dinosaurs, yeah. all right. I can't have dinosaurs uh, on a TV. That's stupid. Told you, I'm in it for the T Rex chicken. When I saw that in the trailer, I said sold. Cool. All <laughs> That's right. all it took with some feathers on a T Rex. Nice. Well, game-wise, I've been playing, I don't know how to pronounce this thing, Euden Chronicles Rising. I've been playing this game on Xbox. Sounds I kind like of a was just game. <laughs> it, yeah. It's a, if I had to I, name a video game, I'd call it that. Euden <laughs> Chronicles? This is actually a prequel to a game that's coming out called Euden Chronicles 100 Heroes or something that comes out next year, and it's supposed to be a spiritual successor to Suikoden, which is a classic JRPG. And uh, I never played Suikoden. And uh, I don't really know much about uh, 100 Heroes, but this thing is on Game Pass and I gave it a shot just being like, oh, this is kind of fun and uh, just a good time killer. And dude, I, I've loved this game. It's like a really it's very repetitive, but it's very pretty. It's fun, simple. And uh, you jump in, jump out. You, you whack a bunch of uh, bad guys, you collect resources, you're rebuilding this town. And uh, it's very clever writing. It's a fun game. You you did Chronicles Rising. Do you want to spell that for the people? E I Y U D E N. Uden. Uden. A Uden. Who the hell knows, man? I don't know who's <laughs> naming this shit. No one would ever. What do you mean you would name it that? Because <laughs> it sounds how like the, a video game. It sounds how like the hell, some obscure, how the hell would you get to that point? It sounds like some some made up word that you would come together and be like, my game's special, so I'm gonna call it. They haven't even Uden said the Chronicles. I don't even know why it's called this. They haven't even said that word in the game once. Your main character's name is CJ. Your your <laughs> your uh your companion is a is a kangaroo. And a, and another person, which is kind of a spoiler. But they yeah, it yeah. doesn't tell you what it means. It's just a made up video game. They just they word. just did it. They just they just threw out this word and it's like, "Thanks. I I've I've typed in about three different things versions of this in Google uh before I get to this thing. I'm like, I don't know what this is called." But that, that's my point though, right? Like you if you were to Not make up good a video for game, SEO. Yeah, if you're going to make up a video game and try to be like, hey, I'm going to make up a cool video game with some magical, adventurous word, this is the words you'd come up with. I would never come up with this. In a million Doesn't years, mean I would this. But you'd I'd put a couple it, yeah. things together, and you'd know what it was, and then you put Chronicles at the end of it. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I guess. But I'm curious to know how they came up with that. Why is it called a Yudin... I, I can't even spell this thing. Like my 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 fingers don't even want to. I'm literally looking at it, and I'm and my fingers don't want to type in those letters. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a Uden Chronicle. Also, it's singular. Like what the fuck, man? That's my point. That's my point. <laughs> I and then screwed got, up. And then they've I'm got, looking they've got at the rising, title and I didn't get it right. And then they've got a hundred heroes coming in 2023. That's what I'm saying. Is what Rise, you, rising is yeah. the one I'm playing. Yeah, this is what you and name I, when you want to be edgy. Yeah, so Rising is an action RPG. I think, uh, and the Hundred Heroes is going to be a uh, it's going to be a turn based RPG. Look, they look it looks great. Like it's really nice pixel art. 
and yeah, hopefully it's good. I just the name is stupid. I stand by it. It's a stupid name. Sorry, not sorry. Just got hard truths, you know. Mm-hmm. Guru is the kangaroo. In case you were wondering what his name was. Uh, there was a great line in the game where at one point a character says, I knew it wasn't Guru. He's a kangaroo. Kangaroos aren't bad people. <laughs> Tell you, good game. Uh, and then on Switch, I recently started playing Nino Kuni, uh, Wrath of the White Witch, which was a game that came out on PS3. That's the uh, level five slash Studio Ghibli collaboration, which I've told you to play many a time just because of how yes. pretty it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it originally came out in, when did it come out originally? I want to say like 20, yeah, 2011 is when it came out. Uh, game's still awesome, still beautiful. Um, I don't know if this is actually, I, I, I put my recommendation here with a certain caveat, which is the game is not, because I've, I've played the second one as well, and this game is still gorgeous. Like it has not aged a day, visually, storytelling, puns. The puns are exceptional. A lot of cat puns, which I like. Anytime you have a, you know, a, an anthropomorphic cat as a uh, as a king, and they call them uh, your meowjesty, yeah, I'm on board all, all day. I'm on board for that. <laughs> um, and the and the and the fully animated cutscenes, which are might as well just be ripped from a full Ghibli mu- movie, are are still incredible. Uh, but the the gameplay is super weird, and I always remember it being this weird kind of action RPG Pokemon hybrid thing where you could collect monsters in the world and use them to fight for you. But I don't remember it being this obscure and weird and kind of difficult to get a grasp of. So it can be a little grindy at times and it can be kind of ambiguous and uncomfortable to play almost because you have to kind of, I I have to, I, the best way I can play this game is with kind of this claw on my left hand where I'm using the, my in a battle, I'll use my index finger to move the analog stick and then my thumb to move the, uh, to use the D pad. Cause you need to use both of them. It's, it's not intuitive. It has, it has not aged as well in that department, but I still do recommend the, uh, the experience. Well, especially since it's on sale all the time for switch for like $10 and it looks awesome on an OLED. So yeah, Nino Cooney, cool. breath of white, Witch, still endearing, very sad, somber, experience but also very bright and colorful and awesome and uh and there's like and you get a fairy companion who talks with uh with a cockney accent it's wonderful and his cool. name is uh is drippy so <laughs> nino cooney drippy. and and i'll also have uh i'll also have a um uh, uh, some some feedback on neon white or neon white which came out uh Two days ago, and it came out on Thursday. I downloaded it on Steam. I'm going to play it on PC, but it's out on Steam and Switch. And this is pretty dope looking. It's like a first person shooter slash speedrunner slash card game with some visual novel elements to it. The style looks awesome. So I'm I'm just hyped to play this game. I've been looking forward to this thing since it's been announced because it just looks like an awesome uh, game from like just the gameplay, the first person shooting part. Um, but some like parkour, it's like little mirror's edge, little shooty stuff going on. It's like, all right, let's play this. Seems, seems cool. Interesting style. I'll report back on that all right. next episode. One last thing I forgot to ask about. Yeah. From the Top Gun trailer. Do we talk about Prey? 
about the trailer for that? Prey. For the Predator movie. That's oh, out. I didn't cool. see that. I didn't get that you trailer. You haven't seen that trailer. Okay, let's talk about that next time. I'm going to send this to you. And it comes out August 5th. And I forgot to bring this up because as I was sitting here watching that that Vader scene and it's just playing YouTube videos in the background, this trailer came up. So and surprisingly, it showed it up on 20th Century Fox Canada. <laughs> I'm watching it. I'm watching it right now. On the, I'll watch the trailer right now on uh, with the right, Native but, American. But quickly, I'll I'll just say I've got I want to love this because the Predator is like is one of the greatest I would say sci-fi villains that aren't villains. Ever. That's awesome. Everything about the Predator is cool. Yeah, and this takes place with like a Native American tribe. Where the predator basically like comes to this tribe and starts to hunt, and that's why it's called prey. Um, Wait, the predator hunts the Native Americans? You don't know yet. You don't know. Like, or is he's this just how the, the the predator's here? It's cloaking. It's got the three dots, you know, for the for the the weapon. It's cloaking. It's Whoa. awesome. Whoa. It's from the director of Cloverfield Lane. Um, whoa, but it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> no, Hulu. I thought it's Hulu. I think it's Disney Plus. I think it comes out on Disney Plus. I'm looking at this maybe over there, but here it's Hulu. Okay, anyways, it comes out on some type of streaming service, right? August 5th, Hulu. Yeah, it, it's, it's not in the movie theaters, which makes me think like you see this movie and it's the Predator, and you're like, I want to watch this on the big screen. Yet, here we are with a Predator movie being released on streaming. So yeah, I nothing to talk about, but just uh yeah, like I'm happy that we keep making Predator movies, to be honest. I know a lot of them suck and they've not been good for a long time. Oh shit. But the Predator's cool. <laughs> it just is. It's always going to be cool. Um Alien versus Predator, all this this entire world, the Prometheus world. Like these movies aren't great, but I still really enjoy them. People the love the last Predator, cool. the what is it? Predators, the one with Adrian Brody? Yeah, and what's his name? And Keegan Michael Key in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? People loved that movie. I I liked it. It was. I mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but it was fun. The ending is fun. Um, but the Predator's super cool. <laughs> like it's just never gonna not be cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, it just in talking about villains, like the Predator's a good one. Like Darth Vader is terrifying, and that like that clicking sound from the Predator is is iconic. Yeah. Um, this is. The- doesn't seem like a fair fight, but I guess no. uh, I thought I was thinking that when they first showed the Native Americans, and I knew it was going to be a a predator movie. I thought like, oh, this is going to be the origin story of the predators. <laughs> it, again, it, no, I, th- I thought the origin story was a uh, Prometheus, right? Oh, maybe I don't know. I didn't see like it. where but they I, find I just, the ship, and then it's you know Prometheus was the alien movie. Though. Was it aliens? Okay, yeah, it was alien. I yeah. should watch Prometheus again. I feel like I liked that movie more than I should have when I actually watched it. Um, where like they create the Earth, right? Where like the guy in the beginning of the movie, like I didn't see it. Didn't things. see it. You haven't seen Prometheus? No, I think it's a good watch. I remember watching it in the movie theater and enjoyed it. Um, but the Predator is awesome. Yeah, I'm watching the trailer now for it's called The Predator is the name of this movie, <laughs> right? Because yeah. there's Predator, there's Predator versus yeah, Alien. Yeah, that's that's what they now don't want to make it a predator, sequel. It's a, yeah, and now they're gonna call it Prey, which is awesome. It's great. It's a cool name. There's too many things named movies, Prey. I've got no reason being this excited about these movies. Hey man, on it looks cool. Looks interesting. I mean, it's an it interesting take cool. on the on the character. So yeah, could be so cool. Anyways, 
yeah, yeah, I'm watching this now where they all break out. Of, they all they're all prisoners, right? And then they break out of prison, and then the predators trying to kill them, and the predators running, you know, wreaking havoc and killing a bunch of military people. And then there's like the there's like the uber predator, right? The predator that kills predators. Wow. <laughs> In this, if you if you've not seen this movie, no, I haven't seen this either. Oh, you you haven't seen the? Oh, this movie's great. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a bigger predator that comes down and like kills the other one. Oh. And then they're like, what? And then there's this big fight like in a river at the end. It's cool. Damn. All right. Fair enough. Cool. Well, there you go. Pray. Coming uh, <laughs> August. Less than two months. All right. Well, uh, well, we'll watch that when it comes out, I guess, on Hulu Bolo. slash Disney+. Plus. Bolo. Be on the lookout for Prey. Yeah. Um, might be the origin story of the Predator. Because <laughs> what might happen is that they just, is, the, is that girl takes all the Predator stuff and then she's actually the Predator from the other movies. Oh, that'd be cool. What would you do if that yeah. had, that's how it ends? Yeah, where she like becomes the predator, and she like, and they use that tech for their tribe, and then that's how that's where the predators come from. Is they're right. all just a bunch of these Native Americans, but then right. you don't right. have an origin story for the original one, and then it becomes really weird. Yeah, well, so like they just the, keep making origin the hunted stories. becomes the hunter. Exactly, right? that's mm-hmm. what you want. That's right. So yeah, it's like a pay it forward, but really weird <laughs> and murdery. A murdery pay it forward. We'll very, say very murdery. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, all right. Well, we started on fumes and we ended on fumes. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> we made it work. Somehow we ended up talking for an hour and a half. So yep. you're welcome. Always find a way. Exactly. I thought we did all right. Talking about Saudi Arabia. Where do you stand on the issue? You know, <laughs> how do you feel about Saudi Arabia and the live golf? Do you even give oh, a shit real, about golf? Real quick. The only other thing that I've watched is uh, Love, Death and Robots. And it's cool. People like it. It's fun. It's cool. It's cool. Little animated shorts. It's fun. Cool. The last one's super creepy, though. I, it made me feel very weird. The the no. editing of it, it was very odd, um, but it was good. More death, less love and robots. It was more of the love and death part of the of the robots. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Well, review us, iTunes, that kind of stuff. I would tell you the reviews, but the iPad's too far. One of these days, I'll pick them up. You st- is the dollar offer still on the table? Or are we Always. gonna? Are we gonna? Now I'll inf- give you. Now I can give you Bitcoin again as well as it drops. <laughs> so. as, as that's as that's worth a dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, till next week. Oh, shuck it, duck it now.